पात्र अमिस्त्रोबीन हजार Okay, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand here. Do not read the Latin. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. <laughs> Look at us. Back in two weeks. I know. Actually, the, <laughs> you, you listeners are not going to know this because it's going to get out on the same day, but we're actually recording. A day early, I so know. we are back in less than two weeks. Yes, look at how so busy we are. Yeah, we did it. We did the thing. <laughs> so, wow. what, what, what have you seen lately? I went to the All Freaking Night uh, movie festival in uh, Olympia. It's part of a, a broader Olympia film festival, which I don't remember the name of, but the name of it might just be the Olympia Film oh, festival. festival. I would have to double check that. Anyway, um, but it was great. I had been debating with myself for, for weeks as to whether at my advanced decrepit age I could actually stay up all night and watch movies because they were starting at midnight and they had five See, movies See, that's just, scheduled. I can't even make it through one midnight movie because... Sometimes like you can't make it through like a 10 p.m. movie I, or a no, 9 p.m. movie. No, or an 8 yeah. 30 p.m. movie. Get your face out of my water. See? Yeah. See, not, actually... Not Jen. I, just to hasten to specify. <laughs> if you want to put your face in my water, I guess you can. Yeah, because it's my house. Because it's your house, yeah. Well, I guess it's, it's kind of her house. Yeah. You come into my house. Anyway. Come into my house and drink my water. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Let me, let me see if I can remember these in order. Oh, probably not. I can just look it up. That would be cheating. Oh, the first thing we watched was uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. My goodness. Uh, yeah, which I this is like the third or fourth time I've seen it. And this is the time when I finally realized, no, it, it's not just me failing to understand. It actually doesn't make... Okay, Any fucking sense. No, not at all. But still, it has literally one of the best endings I've ever seen in a horror movie, so it, it makes up for um, what the rest of the movie is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, it, it's not without its charms. It, it's this just kind of nightmarish, dream logic, weird little thing. Yeah. Um, and the audience was clearly getting a kick out of it. They were, yeah. they were making a lot of comments during it. <laughs> it. Including one that went on throughout the night that I was deeply puzzled by. I looked online to see if I could find any explanation of this, but but all I could find was that it's 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 a in-joke for this particular film th- series, mm-hmm. uh, which has been going on for like over 10 years, apparently. <laughs> and that's that whenever you see a stairway railing in a horror movie, you call out, Bannister. Okay, then. Yeah, and, and even though, you know, I was not in on this joke, by the end of the evening, that was the funniest fucking thing possible, was, you know, to hear somebody yell out, Bannister. See, Sleep get, deprivation might have had something to do it, with that. It might have. See, I always get really confused um, with The Beyond and From Beyond. Oh, yeah. They're both really weird. But, no, I was I was going to make a comment about... I think which one I think is the better movie, and I don't think that's an answerable question. Not really. Well, no, what was amusing me is that uh, Barbara Crampton has made kind of a resurgence recently as, as a, a film actress, because, you know... Very, very well known for being busty and blonde. She was the mom. Inexplicably in bondage gear and from beyond. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that made. But she she plays the mom in uh, in your next. 
<clears throat> and she also right. has a, a, a really small um, role in uh, Tales from Halloween. Right. Yes. So, yes but I, but I really, really, really had to peer for her. Yeah. Because she wasn't immediately apparent as to where she was. Uh, the second movie was the one I was most worried about making it through because I I tried watching it once before and got maybe twenty minutes into it. Was it improved by watching the crowd? It was improved by watching with the crowd, and it was improved by having seen From Beyond first. There you go. Uh, because it seemed like kind of a masterpiece of, of, <laughs> of technical accomplishment. So what, what was the masterpiece? Um, <laughs> uh, that, that was um, Cue the Winged Serpent. You wow. Yeah, I have. Um, it was it was lost for a long time. Was it? Yeah. Uh, the main thing that was really great about it was a, a young Michael Moriarty plays... Uh, kind of an antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he he plays the, this just petty crook who thinks he's he's lucked into something and is not nearly as smart as he thinks he is. And it's a really interesting performance. The dialogue for that character is is really great. Um, so it's a really weird thing to watch because it's like seventy percent a crime drama combined with a giant monster swooping down out of the sky occasionally and and, and eating people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, honestly, what now I stop thinking about is what more of Quentin Tarantino's films probably need. <laughs> uh, the third film was one I'd never heard of before. Uh, it's called Shockwaves. And. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. You've heard of this? Mm, Maybe. I might be confusing sort of? it with something anyway. Go You're ahead. confusing it with From Beyond? No, <laughs> um, I, I can definitely say after having seen this that, that it is the single best aquatic Nazi zombie movie I've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Um, no, it was not. It, it was actually pretty, but, it's got, but it's got Peter Cushing and John Carradine. It does have Peter Cushing and John Carradine, yeah. Um, Peter Cushing plays like this, you know, former Nazi commander who's been living alone on this island for years to atone right, for yeah. his sins. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Nazi zombies in question were actually managed to be more terrifying than anything that ever happened in Dead Snow. Just just the way they were shot, the way they moved. They were really, really creepy looking. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was pretty it was pretty entertaining. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I'm glad I saw it. Um, Dude, seriously, even just listening to the titles on this, I'm I'm like Kudos to you for even going, hey, I should go do this thing, because I wouldn't. Well, uh, the, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the, the, what the, was the fourth one? Oh, no, no, that, that, that was the Okay, Because we had uh, yeah. Beyond. Um, Cue the Wing Serpent. Cue the Wing Serpent and Shockwaves. The fourth one was the one that uh, really sold me on going to this, and the one that I was afraid I wouldn't be able to stay awake long enough for, but I, I heard about it, and that's Who Could Kill a Child. Okay. Which was really good and really disturbing. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you I've would heard a lot like it, it, kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I think there would definitely be parts of it where you're like, no, that that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> but just the beginning of it, especially, is just this long, slow, creepy burn. Yeah. Uh, you know how I, how I said back when we talked about uh, Children of Corn yeah. uh, that I always loved kind of the premise of that, and I wish somebody had done something more interesting with yeah. the premise. This was it. There you go. Um, so I'm really glad I saw it. It also had just a fantastic ending. And that was when I gave up and went home. It was after four movies because the fifth yes. one was uh, Reanimator, which I've seen I don't know how many times. So, times. so it was definitely not worth staying up any later for. But um, yeah, that was super fun. I'm glad I went. They had like horror hosts basically and and kind of skits. And, 
there was a guy who was playing just really, really old school classic horror movie type music on a keyboard. Aww, that's yeah, awesome. which, which the enthusiasm yeah. in the very least sounds amazing. Absolutely, absolutely, I, and and I knew it was. I knew even if I ended up not liking any of the movies that I hadn't seen before, that it was going to be a fun experience. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, I'm glad I went. Uh, the one non-horror movie that I saw recently was I, I finally got around to seeing The Martian. I'm definitely glad I went. It was probably the most satisfying book-to-film adaptation I've ever seen. Nice. Yeah. That's saying something. It, it really is. But there was, you know, nothing... I, I'm a huge fan of the book, and there was no way in which I felt let down by the movie. Wonderful. And that almost never happened. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's the big, Hand long chunk me. of what I've seen recently. <laughs> um, I did watch some stuff. Um, hey, stuff. A, a whole two films in the... Uh, uh, in the vein of our topic, which uh, is going to be horror romances, yes. which we hadn't, hadn't mentioned yet, so I'm not going to mention those till later. Um, I showed everybody the final girls. Oh yeah, I could have mentioned that too. Which oh. was is wonderful. It was really really good. It's it's really good. A wonderful homage to the the slasher genre, mm-hmm. um, treating it with a lot of respect. And I know we've talked about it on a, or at least I talked about it on a previous podcast, but. Just yeah, but I haven't seen it. So good, and but it's really touching. It is. And, it, and it's surprisingly touching. I was I was crying like mad during yeah, a few oh, scenes of it. My goodness! And so the first the first time I watched it, I, I literally had the shuddering. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't blame and, you. And I teared up during the second rewatching of it. And um, still, just and really enjoyed it. So it, it it is a horror comedy, and it is one of that rare breed that succeeds at being both. Because the scenes that are funny are very, very funny, and the scenes that are supposed to be scary, I was actually scared for. Yeah. And I wasn't really expecting that, to be yeah. honest. I thought it was just going to be kind of just a parody of the slasher genre and not treat it with any yeah. seriousness. Yeah. But nope. It's absolutely fantastic. And everybody yeah. was really, really good. Um, Definitely check this one out. It's yeah. Uh, the other thing that I saw was uh, Bone Tomahawk, which yeah, is the really horror western. That. It's really good, and uh, I'm, I'm really second-guessing as to whether or not I could show it for a horror movie night, because I love westerns. I wonder if we not... come up with enough like, horror westerns to do an episode of. Mm. Mm, probably not. I don't think so. It'd be, it'd be fun, but I don't it'd know if fun, we have it, enough like, material. Yeah. I'll think about that. Though, anyway. though what's crazy is I know that there's podcasts out there who literally will do an hour-and-a-half podcast on one movie. On one movie, they, yeah. Just, but, you know... Anyhow, but that's a, a different a different take than we do. Yeah. Uh, but Bone Tomahawk is uh, it's it's got a lot of really good people. It's got uh, Matthew Fox from Lost, and it's got Kurt Russell who can really kind of do no wrong in my book. I just yeah. adore him. And uh, it's but it's it's kind of gutting, and uh, everybody's really really good in it, and the atmosphere of it. It's uh, a western with uh, I don't think it's ruining too much, but it's got kind of a cannibalistic. Uh, overtone to it, but it's it's really scary, and it, it it really um there's there's some times where it's really visceral and it's really kind wow. of uh, violent and in a very a very gutting kind of way, <laughs> so, um, to speak. so to speak. But I'm bummed. <laughs> and the other thing that I saw, well, actually, I have two more things to talk about. Um, one, uh, the the uh, all the shiny has worn off him, boyfriend Jim. <laughs> Still trying to still trying to fine tune that. Uh, <laughs> There's got to be a phrase here. That you can use. <laughs> uh, 
sad because he teases me all the time about all my about Jen's documentary corner mm-hmm. and my my love of documentaries. Uh, he said, "Oh, I got I got I got one that you're gonna love. It's but it's a faux documentary." And I'm like, "Oh, faux documentary." Not, not generally a thing. No. And uh, but it's called Incident Loch Ness, and and the absolute delight of this movie it is a faux documentary. Featuring Werner Herzog. <laughs> he's in it. He's, he's in it. He's in it kind of as himself. Oh, that's fantastic. And <laughs> and he is so delightfully wacky. And but yet not quite as wacky as you would imagine Werner Herzog <laughs> being. Um, so people made the film was like, one should be you, but Jesus Christ, tone it down. down is that yeah, <laughs> not quite as you as you normally yeah. are. Yeah. But oh my god, the guy who is kind of the star is actually a director playing himself, but he is playing the douchiest version of himself. <laughs> I guess he uh, he directed a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff of things that I recognize, but prior, the one that sticks in my head, because I can't remember the rest of them, because it was just like a list of things, was uh, X-Men 2, I think he directed. Okay. But this guy comes across is so immensely douchey, like I have never seen a man's face that begged for a fist as much <laughs> as this guy. Like he just opens his mouth and talks, and you're like, "I hate, I hate you." I, I, I know the type. Yeah, <laughs> I know we've all met the type. Um, but this was just the exemplar oh of it. My it yeah. God! Okay. But it's it was so good, and I think it could have been done without you know, Werner Herzog, and it would have been moderately entertaining. Basically, they they go to Loch Ness, and uh, the idea is they're going to be shooting this film about Nessie, but Werner has a group of um, filmmakers that are following him because they're doing a documentary about his life's work. Okay. So, which is how they capture all this stuff, and um, it's just, oh my god, it's just a a delight. And, And... all of the characters, I mean, even when you're hating them, are all just really, really good. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I'm just picturing a, a fake documentary about documentaries. So so you've yeah. got somebody who's trying to film a documentary, and there's this other crew following them. And like, Would you stop filming this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I've seen is not a movie, but I have seen the first three episodes of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. What did you think? I am entertained. Okay. Um, I, I saw. I've only I seen would, the first episode. I would not have. I think if if Jim weren't so terribly interested in seeing it, I don't know if I would have been as excited. Right. I probably would have wait, waited until everything aired and maybe watched it. I'm enjoying. I am enjoying it. I I, I liked it, but it, but I expected to love it, and I didn't. No. Although stylistically, it's fantastic. Yeah, I would um, say the latter episodes, mm-hmm. uh, two and three, are better than the first episode. Okay, I will, I'll give it another shot, then. Um, so, That's probably not be the case. Yeah, no. Uh, Partly, I kind of thought with the first episode that they'd pushed Ash a little too far into being yeah. unlikable. Yes. And... Yes. Uh, you know, but it's it's really kind of that um, Army of Darkness portrayal, where it just, it, it, it kind of leapt past the Ash that we had. Right. In the first two movies. True, true. And this kind of um, did it again. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's where they want to go with it. And I right. mean, it's, it's all the original and It creators. certainly makes sense that the character would be different after mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah, and, and I just, you know, anybody who's like, oh, we changed too much. I'm like, dude, it's been, it's been 20 years. Yeah. People, people from, you know, to, from 30 to 50 
are going to change. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely, you know, wasn't upset that they changed the character. Period. I just mm-hmm. wasn't sure if this version of the character was one that I wanted to yeah, continue well, watching. Hanging out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot, a lot of what I look at with that is, even with just regular movie watching, is is I don't I don't watch shows and uh, it's a conversa- conversation I've had with Jim a couple of times where um, oh I'm trying I'm trying to remember what show specifically he was talking about where they just continuously fuck up and he's like, yeah, but he's just such a blowhard and and, and you're just watching him be, you know, and I think it might've been Ashes of the Evil Dead, the mm-hmm. conversation about that, where he's just such an idiot and yet they keep following him. And I'm like, but yeah, I don't normally sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I really have to want, I, I would want to, spend time with that person because that's mm-hmm. what I look at watching a movie or watching a TV yeah. show is, is is giving them my time. This was the, the problem that I eventually had with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. What was it? it took me years to start questioning, are we supposed to like Buffy or not? I never watched that show for Buffy. Yeah. The other characters were the I ones that I had sympathy for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to say at all that she was badly written or badly yeah. portrayed. It just, did you like her? Not really. No. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that was very much because of her age and the situation she was forced into. Mm-hmm. I definitely kind of got the feeling towards the end of the final season that maybe she was becoming mm-hmm. a good person. Yeah. But she sure wasn't there yet for, for, <laughs> for most of it. And that's a really interesting choice it, to, to have your, your, you know, the character that the show is named after yeah. be not necessarily very likable. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of shows that that's kind of their shtick. That reminds me, I... I think you said that you haven't seen any of this season of Doctor Who yet? Or? No, I'm still midway through last season, too. Okay. Um, they they definitely have swung around to, to making Peter Capaldi's Doctor more likable. Oh, good. Because well, his, his first season, that was pretty yeah, rough in terms yeah. of him being a jerk to everyone Very he encountered. Well. Yeah. You're seeing now a lot more of the, the fondness behind that. Sure. Good. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. Oh, yeah. There. All right. So, uh... I don't know if we want to dive right in. So, kind of the inspiration, I think, oh, definitely. primarily on horror romance was uh, Crimson Peak. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which, I don't know, if, do we mean... Well, maybe we'll, just we'll start just, with that one, because that was, you know, where this started for us. So God. That was pretty fantastic. I am <laughs> so happy. And, and, and to be really honest, I think I might want to see it in the theater again. Really? If, oh. you, you very rarely do that. I don't. I don't yeah. like seeing most things in the theater because I, I don't sure. like the other patrons. <laughs> um, I would. I would love because there was so much that I was watching for. Um, I felt like I really didn't get to immerse myself in it, and and I, I felt like a lot of my watching of it was right. very intellectual. Right. And watching for tropes and watching for where I knew the story was going to go that I didn't really like let myself fall into it, and I'd love to do that and and also just pay attention to the just the. The, the entirety of it, um, just enjoy it a little bit more. And I, you know, I mean, I, I love my home setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I got a great big theater screen, but it's I would I would love to see that on, on a giant screen again because it's just it's so lush and beautiful. it really is, yeah. And it, I, it, it is literally a chip off the block of of every old gothic. Oh, absolutely, romance. Um, but I was glad for a lot of the stuff that you've shown at your horror movie nights. Oh, that was kind of prequel? Yeah, because I've never seen things like, you know, Rebecca or The Innocents or, you know, a lot of the... Spiral Staircase. Staircase. I don't think you've shown that one. I know you talked about it. No, I did. 
But, well, no, but you hadn't seen it before I showed it. Oh, did you not come and see that one? Did I you miss it? it? I don't remember. Oh, oh, that was the one that had the really, um... I said there was the, the RV. spiral. There was a spiral. I thought There's a couple of them that you've missed, but... Yeah. No, that one's really good, too. Okay. More gothic, less romance on that yeah. one. Yeah. there's um, a slight romance. Because, you know, I, I would have been familiar with these tropes from having read about them, mm-hmm. but still, it was a different experience having seen some of the kinds of movies that uh, he was clearly influenced by. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised that he doesn't really talk about Rebecca when he talks about his influences on the film, because there's, I thought that was there's one huge. That, yes, there, there is one that he really does talk about that I actually ordered and I haven't gotten yet, called oh, yeah? Dragonwick. Oh, which yeah, yeah. is um, uh, Vincent Price. Right. Uh, but it's very much, he cites as his primary inspiration. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It is, it is literally, it is a modern day telling of, you know, Jane Eyre, of, mm-hmm. of Rebecca, of those movies where, I mean, even, even the characterizations of the very aristocratic uh, male love interest. Um, and, it, you know, which is primarily why I don't find him attractive. <laughs> Though, uh, Jim Beaver, as her playing her father from Supernatural, was wonderful. He was the... I, the I did not recognize him. Was he, was he also the dad in Supernatural? No, he was, was... he was um, the one who gets killed. Uh, well, there's that, so many that narrows it right now. Are, are you sure? He I was, mean, because um, it, it's not an actress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he played... He's this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. they're, they're, they're pseudo-father figures, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not their actual father. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, I have seen him. I'm still only, like, in the middle of season two, and I know there's been, like, uh, 80 or 90 seasons of it. I finally, I don't know if I mentioned this, I finally watched the uh, 200th episode, which yeah. was wonderful. And and I cried. I cried, cried like a little bitch. Uh, but it was a wonderful, and it, it basically, um, oh, Oh, even just sitting for a second, just thinking about mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes me a little verklempt, but uh, it really touched me, and because it, it treats the mythology of Supernatural as though it ends at season five, which it should have. That's actually where I intend to stop watching. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch, you know, a couple of selected episodes like yeah. like this one after that, but my, my intention is to make it through season five, yeah. and then call it good. Yeah, because it's, it's a really worthwhile watch um, up to that point, um, but it really, oh, God, the quality... It just, yeah, it's not good. I don't enjoy it. But, uh, so yeah, eventually I'll be showing Dragonwick. And there's another one that was done in the 90s that I really liked that was, uh, had Aiden Quinn called Haunted and Kate Beckinsale. And I really, really enjoyed that. It's kind of that gothic romance and story. And I don't remember, I don't remember enough about it other than I really liked it. Right. Uh, but I ordered a, a, a vendor offered, you know, DVD on, on Amazon. So, probably so, something pirated? Is yeah, that I don't what think it's going to be. Well, no, it's just, if, if, you know, there's like a DVD release like a million and a half years ago. And, right, and okay. And it's not, you know, there's like probably a hundred copies floating around out there. <laughs> um, but I really, you know, just kind of throwing that out there, um, really enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of, uh, I don't know if you want to... The, the one last thing I want to say about Crimson Peak is, is um, I know that uh, Del Toro has said in interviews that this is not a horror movie, but I think he's wrong. Okay, <laughs> because there were parts of that that were really, really scary. It really frightened me. Um, and that that was one of my, my first things that 
I thought of was, I'm like, maybe not, you know, for hardcore horror fans. Sure. But I'm a pretty hardcore horror fan, and I still found it very, very horror. If you're going into this expecting it to be just a romance, yes. which is kind of what he pitches it as yeah. in, in interviews, he is lying to you. Do not trust this man. <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to do before we get into the more uh, current... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, actually, let's just touch on uh, what do you have in the classic vein? Uh, in the there's a um, uh, the cat people. Oh yes, definitely. Or cat people. I think that might be as far back as my list goes. Is, is cat people? I have cat people. I have you know you've already kind of mentioned Rebecca. Uh, I'm Jane Eyre, the Innocence, kind of in that gothic sense. Uh, one that I want to mention that isn't very well known because. Uh, that's what I like to do. <laughs> I, I suppose we should say, by the way, when we're talking about cat people, we're talking about the original black and white yes. cat people. I, I've seen the 80s yeah. version, and yeah, I liked it okay. Yeah, but, but the original is yeah. amazing. Yeah. One that I only want to kind of briefly mention is the Corridor of Mirrors, and it's really hard to find. Um, I honestly don't... I, I know I had seen it on a VHS. Uh, it's one of those movies that I saw at the Maltese Falcon, which was a, uh, a local video store that specialized in having the 2,000 best movies ever made. And so basically, right. its shtick was that you could pick any movie up in the store and you were going to see a good movie. Um, it's such a great movie. And it's, it's kind of a, um, kind of Rebecca, kind of uh, Blackbeard. Blackbeard was the pirate who killed his yeah. wives, right? Uh, and one of the really interesting things of Corridor of Mirrors um, is that it has, I think it is uh, Christopher Lee's very first movie appearance. Oh, wow. Very, okay. very, very young. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any other ones so that I'm are... remembering now, hearing you talk about those, that Corridor of Mirrors is the one I was thinking of mm-hmm. when we were talking about The Spiral Staircase before. Okay. In terms of a movie that I didn't think you had shown. No, which I have not clearly shown happened. yet. And I do remember now Spiral Staircase. With the hands. Yeah. Oh, God, it was yeah. Just, it, was, it was great. It was yeah. a really good movie. Uh, very, in that gothic, gothic sense. Um, uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. Now. So, one thing I, uh, now I just, <laughs> she's flailing. So she is flailing. The, one thing I really want to bring up is when I discuss horror romances, I'm kind of approaching it in the sense that I do most romances, which means that I think they're horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. the, the modern conception of romance really bothers me. And people seem to delight in, in watching really horrible people make really horrible mistakes in the hopes that they'll find romance at the end of it. And, and there are so many of these movies where... Uh, <laughs> Where it's horrible and no. and and like corridor of mirrors is he he she I think is in the very beginning a, a married woman who I think divorces and then is first kind of a pampered housewife but then starts he starts he's he's kind of an artist who builds her into his muse and 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 it's more like using each other and like no. in that vein of. of horrible romance uh spring which came out which i was so excited to see mm-hmm. and it was a really interesting story and i loved um resolution which was their first movie i always forget and, about that it's the same people who made that yeah they're very different movies. they're very different movies but i was really really struck watching spring going i i hope this is a telling of a very youthful romance that he was fondly reminiscing or 
Yeah. Is this horrible kind of mythos because as you're watching, you're like, you're never going to last. This yeah, is, uh-uh. This is the horrible, this is the horrible romance. But it's like you look at this and you're like, but there's so many people out they there. Clearly, the two characters clearly think at the end, oh, we have chosen each other forever. And, and, and where us yeah. is, is in, in reality are like, you've chosen each other for the next two months. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, so, so that was kind of the approach that, that I took with this, too. And the, the definition that I finally came up with it is... Yeah. I'm so glad that this occurred to you, too. Yeah. Because you're like, Well, oh, well I was looking at some of these, and I was like, well, I don't know if I'd call that a romance. And, and what, I, what I, I finally came down to is, does romantic love, or the idea of romantic love, drive the plot? Plot. That, see, there it and, is. And so, you know, that opens it, it up is. to some really one-sided yes. situations. Because there which, is a big Bride of Frankenstein... Whoa. is an excellent yes. example of. And I think a lot of with romance is realizing what are your feelings on romance or what are your feelings on romance with this one person? Because a lot of The Bride of Frankenstein is is the monster's realization that there is no romance there yeah. and that they've all chosen poorly. So fuck yeah. everything. <laughs> But I mean, well, that, that was, there's that was a the, lot of Crimson Peak where I'm like, there's a big part of me that just wants to knock everybody's heads together. Oh yeah, yeah, because absolutely. They all make poor choices. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 horrible cynical thought that I that I had earlier thinking about this is that inherently every romance story is a tragedy yes. because all romances end one oh, way or another. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> Yeah, I, I figured that, that, you know, that we might be in interesting positions to discuss this topic. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You, you happily burbling in your new relationship and yeah. me being like, fuck everything. Fuck everything. I got, I'm not dating anyone. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> oh, one that I did forget in the uh, the more classic vein is I Walked With a Zombie, which I still love more than everyone else does. It's true. You, you, um, you do. But it, <laughs> anyway, it's an all valid and produced... Um, but very much in that gothic vein. and I love the feel of it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that. I just didn't feel like the story went anywhere. <laughs> well, I loved it. Let's see here. One that I want to bring up that um, not many people, uh, I've, well, I've never heard anybody else talk about it. And it's uh, basically, okay, so it's it's a, an Asian film, and it's more comedic than horror, but it's called My Left Eye Sees Ghosts. And That's this, a great title. I know. And and the, the woman gets in a car accident because she's living very destructively after her husband passes. And, uh, you know, like drinking and partying it up. And I saw this, this is, I saw this probably like 12 years ago now. Um, and I just broke my heart. So basically she gets in this accident. I think they give her like a, a donated like eye a or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah. And from a corpse and she starts realizing that the eye that they replaced can see ghosts. And so she starts seeing this ghost that she argues with all the time. So basically she, she starts this friendship and almost kind of like falls in love with this ghost. And there's a, there's a twist at the end. Um, and that just broke my heart. And, but it's just a beautiful story, and it's it's funny and silly and, and comedic and spooky sometimes. Uh, cool. I really I really enjoyed it. But I've never heard anyone else talk about it, and I just randomly, because I got it, I went to that Vertigo video way back in the day. I kept trying to think, and I couldn't come up with practically any examples, but it, it seems like uh, horror romance should be a big J-horror 
thing, but I couldn't really think of anything. Hmm. Yeah, the ones that I've, I've seen have been, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, not so much pining for a love, or, nah, yeah, yeah. Um... So one that I saw that I had never seen that we've talked about, and I actually don't think I finished it, was Return of the Living Dead, Part 3. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have that on my list. Oh. <laughs> um, did, I did, did you see I that did, recently? I, no, I just, yeah, literally just, just recently. I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen the end. Um, I just ran out of time right. with other things that I've been watching, but I really enjoyed what I did and good, good. and recognizing the uh, the primary actress as the uh, the madam from uh, Firefly, the, oh. the 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 one that Mal has the uh, sure. the relationship with and then gets killed. Yeah, yeah, she's a very youthful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. I... Certainly had not made that connection. I was like, oh my god, I why, why does she look so familiar? And then did some research on that. But I, I really enjoyed a lot of it. And, and it was another one of those where the, the romance was so broken. Oh, <laughs> oh, young love, where they're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of endearing, but oh, so stupid. <laughs> it was really funny. Uh, the Saturday I was over at Jim's and his parents... Like like horror and stuff too. So his uh, his mom was watching Cloverfield. Oh yeah, which I've always thought of as a romance. It, it totally is. Yeah, you know, again, that's what's driving the plot. Is exactly. him trying to go after his, yeah. his girlfriend. His girlfriend or his ex girlfriend. It might be his ex girlfriend. Yeah, I, I didn't it actually. It, I've only seen it the one time, and I've always meant to rewatch it, but. I, I, I've only seen it one time. If you can count as seeing it from sitting all the way in the back oh, of the theater so watching it through my to, fingers so I wouldn't throw, throw up. up. Yeah. Or at least so that I would just minimally throw up. And, and, and <laughs> just just, just down. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. We're fine. It's okay. The thing is where I feel bad though is because ones that I see is, is romantic. Like, but they're, they're it's kind of spoilery because like to, oh, me, yeah. to me Let Us Pray is a wonderfully romantic yeah, movie but was, only uh-huh. But only because of that last line. Yeah, and that movie. was that I I, I, I was love it so much. <laughs> I was also debating whether to mention that one or not because yeah, that is it's kind of, the fact that it's romantic at all is kind of a spoiler. Yeah, but. so we I actually showed the legacy, which is also a very romantic movie because um, in my eyes, because it's it's sure. uh, the two main characters are in an established relationship, you know, working to stay together. It's not really a falling in love. It's an you know, it's getting through something. And working through it as a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is not at all a common theme for, for these kind of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to mention one that, that always strikes me as a very romantic movie in a very, very fucked up kind of one-sided <laughs> sense. Uh, and that's Hellraiser. I was waiting for you to You were waiting for me to bring this up because I know we've talked about this before. Just how far Julia is willing to go. To, to be reunited with a man that she's in love with yeah. is just, it, it, it's amazing to me to watch. And damning. Yeah, and, absolutely, and, yeah. absolutely. But there's something she will really kill. broken and beautiful yeah. about that that love that she has. Yes. And so, yeah, that's, that's a date pines. movie. Oh, why, yeah. why, why am I single? I, I, I've, I've got no idea. It's really... It's a, <laughs> One that, uh, it's really oh, funny yeah. because before before Jim and I started dating, he actually recommended a movie to me called Life After Beth. Oh, yeah. 
which is yeah, a, I've seen that. Yeah. Didn't we, didn't I show it to you after? I can't recall. I think, I think I, think I you may have. Yes, yeah. 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 Okay. Because after I saw it, I was like, no, it was really good. We should watch it. That's I know I saw it because of you, but I yeah. can't remember whether you were physically stop. around or not. But it's, it's a really <laughs> funny movie. The thing that really impresses me about that movie is how it gets more satirical and farther from reality the farther you get into the movie. Yeah. And it's so gradual. It's like it's the whole frog boiled water effect. You know, because <laughs> the whole the, the tone of it by the end of the movie is very different from where you started. Sorry, the movie. But no, you don't notice of, that transition. It, it cracks me up because uh, the the brother in, in in Life After Death reminds me a lot of the brother in um, Weird, Weird Science. Science. Absolutely, Chet, yes. The Chet brother, yes. which is such a strange casting for him. But uh, but it, but no, it, it was a, a really interesting movie. I don't know if I'd have sought it out. Yeah. One that uh, I wish I liked more, mm-hmm. that I know you love, is uh, me. Yeah. I, I do love it, but it, but it's so offbeat that I it can't really, really, you know, blame anybody for not loving it. You know, I just, it, 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 it is I just so happen to have the right weird, weird shape button for it yeah. to press. It is so like, it, even if you were describing that movie, you would think that it would just be right up my alley, and for some reason, yeah. it just misses me completely. Yeah, I, I love the idea of it, and probably once every four years or so, I, I throw it in with that idea that I might like it now, and I, I never right. do. Do, do, do but I look, think it's beautiful. Do you at least love the ending? I do. Good. I do Good. Because that, that, is, that is absolutely the best part of it. Yeah. And, and I was impressed that they had basically the bravery to mm-hmm. go with that ending yeah. is the best way I can put it. Uh, one that I really want to mention here, because I, I was talking before about Hellraiser being a date movie. Um, this, is, this is one that is on my list of date movies, but it's on a, okay, we've had a few dates, and I need to see if, you're, if there's any long-term... Yes potential here or not. And that's a movie called Kissed. Yeah. Which I can't remember if I if you've you seen it. No, I no, haven't. Yeah. I haven't. It, it is it is the sweetest, most beautiful, most moving movie about a necrophiliac you're ever going to see in your life. There you go. And what what was really fantastic um, for me the first time I saw it is I saw it at, at, at a free preview screening where they weren't telling us anything about this movie going Probably into the it. the best way to go in on it. And so watching people, you know, gradually leave <laughs> during the evening was pretty entertaining, <laughs> but not nearly as entertaining as, as um, the, the, the guy I saw coming out of it looking really, really shell-shocked. And his friend asked him, what's the matter? And he's like, well, that lead actress? Yeah, I went to high school with her. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, and it has a really beautiful, tragic ending. And, yeah, it's just, it, it, it is a heartbreaking ending, and, and just so utterly sweet. Yeah, the, to, to this character, you know, what she's doing is a, is a very spiritual, very moving thing. She, she really feels intimately connected with the spirits of the departed by doing this. Okay. And, yeah, it's kind of amazing. As you, as you might guess, it's Canadian. Because <laughs> is that where all the wacky sexual stuff comes from? It kind of seems to be, doesn't it? I mean, between that and David Cronenberg. strong Cronenbergian yeah. <laughs> vein in Canada. Um, I would like to bring up one that I do see as... Oh, it's still it's still moderately broken, but the romance of it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. It's Honeymoon. Yes. I loved Honeymoon, and, and... I'm so glad you recommended it to me, because it was completely under my radar. Yeah, and it's so good, and uh, and, it, and it's sad, because it's a, a, a... Literally, it's a couple on their honeymoon, 
and you that's start the title. that's the title, but <laughs> but you you see this footage from their wedding yeah. and where they are just head over heels in love with each yeah. other, and as the story progresses, because something goes wrong on the honeymoon, and and all of a sudden the wife starts changing. But you would expect, because she's the one who's changing, to be the one that consistently frightens you with her changes and yeah, her and worldliness. Not. And she's yeah. not always the one yeah. that frightens you. That the husband, at times, becomes very frightening, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a heartbreaking story, because it doesn't have a happy ending. It, it really doesn't. Um, but it's wonderful and well it, done and well acted for such a small cast. Yeah. At, at tops, they have five people total in the entire movie. I think that's right. Or it might yeah. just be four. It might be four. Because uh, I remember the other couple. See, I can't remember if there's one other person. I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, I mean, you know, aside from the, the, the wedding shots. Yeah. yeah. But, um, it's, but it's just fantastic and well done. The, the, the other thing about that one, too, is that um, a lot of people certainly have had the experience of the person they were in love with changing mm-hmm. after marriage. And that's one of the things that I think is crucial for for horror, for science fiction, for fantasy, for all these speculative fiction genres, is at the core of it, there has to be something that's emotionally true. Yeah. You, you need to be, be using the, these weird happenings to talk about things that actually anchor to emotions in the real world, or you don't really have a story. And this really does that. It, yeah. it, it talked about this in, in, in a very fanta, phantasmagorical way, and does so very, very beautifully. In in uh, a love a love and a romance that actually makes me really happy, but is only loosely horror, much less so than Crimson Peak is only Lovers Left Alive, oh, yeah. which is probably one of the most honest, beautiful, true romances. Yeah, because Adam and Eve's um, love just seems so genuine uh, and human yeah. for for their inhumanity and their, their otherworldliness. But uh, it, it is, in a lot of ways, it, it, it seems like something you would aspire for, of, mm-hmm. of an understanding of each other's differences and failings, yet still being head over heels in love with them and and, and all the changes that you'll make in your life in, in, a, in a means to work towards an end of always being together. Yeah. Regardless if you're together all the time. But that movie made me happy in that sense that uh, it yeah, presented it as a, 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 a love with a long lifeline. Mm-hmm. That they'd been together a long time and weren't necessarily together all the time, but saw the relationship as something of value and something to be maintained. Yeah. Though they though they had different choices that, that really <laughs> and, and, and it separated them for, for years at a time, but you know, that didn't change the connection between the two nope. of them. And that was, was a really interesting yeah. thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me happy to see that kind of we know when uh, speaking of movies that are presented as romances that um, that you I, I just really want to knock their heads together and <laughs> and yell at them is um, uh, a girl walks home alone at night. Yeah. There are romances. And, you know, it's the same thing with spring. And, uh, let's see, girl walks home alone at night, spring. Um, But, you know, where they're just very (laughs) almost childish and and very immature romances and almost Mm -hmm. an idea of romance. Well, the the thing with with both a girl walks home alone at night and I would say uh, let the right one in, is uh, with uh, the vampire figures in these, 
it's really hard to tell how much of the emotion of the romance they're actually feeling. Yeah. And how much of it is just them having learned how to mimic the forms of romance in order to get <laughs> what they need out of a human. Oh, yeah. In, in neither of those movies, I think, can you ever really comfortably decide which which side of that question to come down on. And, and I love that about both of them. And uh, one of the things, uh, just speaking of Let the Right One In, is that uh, vampire movies are almost always done as as romances. Oh, Near Dark is also that kind Near of Dark, like absolutely. fucked up immature romance. Yeah. Um, but uh, one that uh, another one that I liked that's in that vampire vein was Kiss of the Damned. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, wanted, I was hoping you would bring that one up because I never finished watching it. I, I really liked it and uh, I didn't love it. You know, and, and Coppola's Dracula is, is very much in that, you know. Definitely. In that vein, too. Which, you know, is what a lot of purists hate about the movie. Yeah, because they don't want it to have that romance. Yeah, it's because that's something that, that they completely imposed on the plot from, mm-hmm. from without. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I've the, this is my horrible admission as, as, a, as a horror fan, and I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I've mm-hmm. never read Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I didn't have the attachment to it to, to feel like, oh, they're betraying my vision of the book. I, I just straight up loved it the first time I saw it. I yeah. still, still really... Still do. Yeah. I, I, it was funny because it's a... a Jillian uh, Venters of Gothic Charm School. It's her birthday today and, and last Happy year, birthday, Jillian. Happy birthday. It'll be well It'll after... Be next week when you hear this. But, but last I year... I hope you had a happy birthday. I, I, I've gotten, gotten that impression. Yeah. <laughs> but last year for her birthday I showed um, Dracula. Yeah. And... Uh, this this Friday, I don't know if you saw, but I'm showing us No Way a Ter- Tale of Terror. Yes, which I don't think I've seen since I originally saw it when it yeah, came out. Yeah, I know I have. I loved it. Oh my god, I love yeah. it. Sigourney Weaver is so amazing. Oh, the, the one that I haven't seen, but but as long as we're mentioning Bram Stoker's Dracula, from what I understand, the the, the 1979 Dracula has a strong romance element as yeah. well. Klaus um, Kinski, or is that? I might be thinking something else. No, that's you know, Nosferatu. Yeah, that's yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, no, I can't remember. Oh, 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 that's going to drive me crazy. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> Fuck movies, we haven't seen. That's right. Um, um, one, we, we can stand. One that I want to go on really, yeah. really briefly is one that's of a, a romance going horribly wrong is Possession. Yes. Um, there, there is a a, a, a burgeoning romance with when he finds the um, the doppelganger. That's his mm-hmm. wife, but the uh, degrading of their marriage is uh, horrific and we monstrous. still need to watch that some Friday. I and I have because I haven't seen I it. I have the years. Blu-ray yeah. of it. So and and from what I've seen, what I've heard, they really clean it up because there's like a blue tint to all of the old VHS. Yeah. That isn't original to oh. the theatrical cut, so they fix wow. that. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's yeah, I, I like remember it being a, yes. a very Blue yeah. movie, yeah. and I don't. I not, guess there's not two. Well, I, I guess there's two senses in which I kind of mean that. Yeah, no, it's um, a very yeah. Um, it's running out there in the uh, the vampire sense. Um, uh, Fright Night. Fright Night. Is, yeah, it very much has that driving force of, of him trying to take his Amy. I don't remember the girlfriend's and, name. Um, and another one of of horror is going uh, horribly wrong is the hunger. Yeah. Uh, before uh, we move on from Fright Night, oh, yes, the, the one thing I really want to mention about that is um, I've certainly seen in other things, you know, movies where, where the bad guy is trying to 
romance, the hero's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But this is the only one I can really think of where both of those romances seemed valid in their own way. She, she really no, did I'm seem... I'm sorry, Charlie. You'd have been out on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. um, Young high school boy or Chris Sarandon. <laughs> that, 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 that's the thing that I, that I always feel with, with Bram Stoker's Dracula is that well, that's going to be a really happy marriage, you know, from now on. That, she's certainly not going to be comparing him to her immortal lover. That, that, that'll never happen. Um, okay, you were saying about the, the hunger. I think was well, the hunger is. You know, but you really get the impression that she loved all of them. She absolutely does, yeah. And, and, and she keeps them in their little boxes in, yeah. her, in her attic. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't everyone? I mean, Because uh. <laughs> I always love that joke, you know. Oh, God, what was it? It was God, one of those horrible dead baby jokes that you hear when you're, like, oh, really, yeah. really young. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> jokes that become less funny when you have one. Um, so, as long as we're talking about vampires, I'm going to bring up one that I know you're not going to bring up. Yeah. And I, I usually resist any temptation to bring it up, but I, I feel strangely compelled to mention Twilight. Okay. <laughs> because um, I really loved the first movie. Probably not for any reason that the filmmakers intended. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. It's just, it's so earnest in a way that, that you know, teenage love Usually is because you've seen The Exorcist 157 times. Yeah, every single time you see it. Yeah, but 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 Twilight seriously is is is, I I bought it so I could make other people watch it. But there's there's always alcohol involved for this. Yeah, well I know every time that Jillian's seen it that she's just like so much liquor. Yeah, there's not enough in this flask. I I find it a very entertaining movie. See, it's just way too triggery for me. It is like so abusive and horrible. It just makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, all it took was reading the wiki, and I was like, and I'm out! <laughs> the, the only thing, I think the, the, the reason that I can watch it is, is knowing that, that Robert Pattinson kind of hated the character. Yay! He, he, he understood the amount of self-hatred that has to be, you know, uh, present in, in, yeah. in Edward for him to make, be making the choices that he's making. Right. And, and I think that really shows in, in the performance. Alright. Sure. <laughs> A romance that, that makes me sad is The Fly. The Fly, oh my fucking god. I know. Yes. That's a heartbreaking. It, it really is. And, yeah. I mean, that movie would be heartbreaking even without that angle. Just just yeah. watching him deteriorate it over the course himself. of the film is, is, is hard and, enough. And the realization but, of what he's losing. Yeah. Yeah. But watching him so desperately try to hold on to both his humanity and, and her yeah. by the end of the film is just... Really, really mm. deeply painful. Yep. Edward Scissorhands. Oh. See, that one's that one's an adolescent romance. Oh yes, that doesn't that doesn't sting in the way yeah. it doesn't and doesn't and you don't hate them where you truly are. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, one that I, I want to mention after having mentioned Twilight is uh, Warm Bodies. I still haven't seen that. I, I kind of don't want to. I think you would like it. Yeah. I honestly do. I know what'll happen is I'll end up watching it later, and I'll be like, "Oh, that, that was that was sweet. Why didn't I watch that a long time ago?" The things that people have told me about iZombie kind of remind me okay. of of that movie because there was yeah that that similar really similar zombie, so. uh, there was that similar premise of of getting memories from 
<laughs> and, and and that's one of the things that I love about it that, it that is so horrible and funny to watch simultaneously in it is that you know this, this zombie has has eaten the her, the her boyfriend and so has some of his memories which is why he's drawn to her in the first place and he keeps going back to where the body is to get more her. memories yeah. and, and 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 the more he does it the more he's realizing this is kind of fucked up and I shouldn't be doing this yeah. <laughs> and that was just such a, a, a clever premise but yeah I. I think it's pretty cute. Uh, one that you did end up liking um, that has a romance element in it, although it's not the strong driver of the plot, is, is Zombieland. Yeah. But also in that same kind of vein is The Signal. Oh, yes. Because yes. the entire drive of the movie is to uh, to get across the city to find, to find his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have that I on my list, really, too. I really like that movie. It was really good. I was kind of thrown by it the first time I saw it because I didn't know about the, the whole three, three directors, directors, three different segments thing. Yeah. So when it like, shift gears really, like, really hard, what? yeah, it's like what, what, what is this movie? What am I watching? But yeah, I definitely love that aspect of it. I came to, to to really enjoy the movie more in retrospect than I did while I was watching. The first time you saw it. Yeah, a movie that incredibly improved upon the romance uh, is the uh, newest edition of Nightbreed. Oh, yes. Absolutely. How do I not have that on my list? Jesus yeah, fucking Christ. You're crazy. I have failed. <laughs> no, I got you back. <sighs> Yay. It's a tag team effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the, I, I always questioned the romance in, in Nightbreed because uh, the girlfriend seemed like such an, an empty shirt. Yeah. She just seemed... I couldn't understand the drive to, to stay with her because... And, and, yeah. Because and it's all it's all made clear in the, the latest cut when you see so much more of who she is. Absolutely. And and the latest cut also turns that around more. It's less about his drive to be with her than it is about her drive to be with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um she's really the one driving that aspect of the plot yeah. in, in this newer version. And I'm she's so glad we got to wonderful. see it. Yeah. Um Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> and see what I like about Shot of the Dead is is it starts out in that adolescent vein, mm-hmm. but he grows up. He in does. The course of the movie. I mean, he doesn't entirely. He still remains Sean. He does. Um, uh, you're, you're, you're look noticing the, the kind of look of reservation on my face mm-hmm. there. I'm getting a little tired, though, of stories that, that involve two people who, who seem kind of romantically mismatched, uh-huh. and one doing something to prove themselves yeah. to be with the other person. Yeah. Because I think that drives a lot of unhealthy behavior in the real world. Yes. You're not wrong. Um, and that's that's definitely an example of that. Mm-hmm. So, well, c- cause, cause we talk all the time. I mean, we've covered the subject an awful lot of how a lot of the representation of of the romance is just really unhealthy yeah. and not very truly romantic. Yeah. So in, in that case, I'm, I'm going to talk about one that, you know, we were debating whether or not this, this even was a horror movie, but this definitely has fucked up romantic aspects at its core. Sure. And that's Stoker. <laughs> yeah. The relationship between those two definitely is a romance yes. of a sort. Yes. And, a, um, and an utter and complete acceptance of who each of them are. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, it's actually kind of healthier than a lot of these other romances. In a sense, yeah. Well, that, that's one thing I... I, I fucking love that movie. 
I love it so much. Yeah, I, I do love too. It so much. That's fun. I, I, I know we, we, we've talked about this aspect before, but I, I don't know if I've ever put it quite this way. Um, I was really impressed and pleased that with uh, Hannibal, with the TV series, that by the end of it, they took what had been subtext all along and just went ahead and made it text. <laughs> that that moment where where Will Graham a- asks Bedelia, is, "Is Hannibal in love with me?" You know, from that point, you're like, "And we have reached the top of the roller coaster, and we are descending Woo! rapidly." <laughs> Wee! Um, and I really wonder if if they would have had the nerve to do that if they hadn't known they were they were already canceled. Yep. Yeah, um. Uh, just throwing this really briefly out there, just because you brought up Stoker, is I didn't get through the whole movie, but there is a vampire movie that was done by Park Chan Wook called Thirst. I really want to see that. I've got it. I'm halfway through it, and I'm enjoying it. And they're presenting the portion of it that is going to be the romantic portion, but in true right. Park Chan Wook, uh, it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it sure sounds like it from everything I've read yeah. about it. Yeah, and I, I enjoyed it so far, but, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm still really trying to get to that point where I have as much time to watch things as, I've got more bandwidth. Right. Um, I can watch entire movies, because I hit a point where yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. couldn't get through entire yeah. episodes. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of leaving that portion, but um, but it was really interesting, and uh, I, I bought it specifically because of the, the horror romance. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard it uh, described as a very fucked up romance. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm totally down with that sort of thing. That that is you know of of interest. Another in the um, the sadly romantic uh, vein, which a lot of horror romances is, is um, Candyman. Yeah. yeah. I, I do have that on my list, and I already checked it off, even though we haven't mentioned it. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but okay. Eh. Um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely love the, the, yeah. the romance in, in Candyman. No, it just really is. And I wish there they... hadn't been any sequels. Well, yes. Because that, that ending was perfect, and... Oh, but, no, see, and I don't, I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't quite slap perfect on it. Well, the, the way she became legend, like he yeah. was, was... Yeah, yeah. ...interesting and powerful and something that the, yeah. the sequels just completely sidestepped. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, everything else I'm down to on my list is a little fucked. Well, no, okay. Um, th- this is a fucked up movie, but the romance in it isn't. Okay. And that's Dead Alive. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Most. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I don't know if you'd really be able to get there, because it's pretty goopy, I think, is the adjective I'm going to slap on there. That's what I'm sticking with. Yeah. I'm going to stick with goopy. <laughs> Again, like I was talking about before, uh, of how, you know, <laughs> fantasy needs to talk about emotional truths, um, the core of that story being that, you know, that this, this, uh, boy, still, uh, mm-hmm. basically, who, yeah. who, is, who has not gotten out of the shadow of his mother, learning to put that aside in, in favor of an adult relationship with, with a woman, yeah. uh, is, is what drives the entire story. Don't you miss Peter Jackson being able to tell stories? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never watched the last uh, Hobbit movie. Oh, I hate them. Because oh after the second one, I was kind of like, okay, I get the idea. Yeah, and I got halfway through the first one, and I, I, I know I've told the story on here before, but I, I, I watched the first Hobbit movie, watched it for an hour and a half, and then I was like, God, it's getting really late. And I, I hit the pause, and I was watching it on 
where you could see exactly how far into oh, sure. how much was left. And, and I, 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 I remember like looking halfway. at it. I remember looking at it in horror, going, "I've been watching this for an hour and a half, which is <laughs> as much movie as you should get." Yeah. And there's another hour and a half left, and I don't care. But I don't care right now. How much more could I not care tomorrow? And I ended yeah. up sending it back because I'm like, I'm bored shitless. And there's this awesome description I've heard, and I can't remember if it was actively quoting somebody or if it was just a random off the cuff statement. But it was said. It, it was said that uh, as as a, a movie maker, you are given ninety minutes. That is how much you deserve. Yeah. yeah. And every minute after that has to be earned by the story truly deserving more time than that. Yes. And so, if you are going up to you know a hundred, a hundred and ten, a hundred and twenty minutes, like your story had better be the most epic thing that ever happened. <laughs> And so many don't, and there, I, I, there should be no need for a three-hour movie. Yeah, it's just too long, especially out of something like The Hobbit, which should have been one fucking movie. Yeah, it really should have. Hard I, I, I understand there are some fan edits out there, and I'm really curious to to see, to see one of those. Yeah. Um, you know, in all. None of it worked for me nearly as as well as the Rankin Bass animated film back in the seventies. <laughs> I still love that. Looking back on it, oh, it that, that yeah, I, yeah. I have closed my book. Okay, I, I, I've got I've got three more on my list here. Uh, one of which I can't remember if I've talked to you about before or not, and that's Love Object. Yes, but I don't remember anything you said. What um, the, the the setup of it is is, is you've got this this man who's never really quite figured out other people mm-hmm. and kind of in, in, in a way of like practicing in a sense to kind of work up the nerve to ask out the girl he's interested in he, he gets this you know realistic sex doll okay. that looks kind of like her and develops a relationship with it essentially <laughs> and then you know develops a relationship with a real person which the sex doll is not happy with at all ah yeah, does it, it's a weird movie, and, oh. and, and it's been so long since I've seen it that I can't remember whether it actually does have any sort of external, you know, reality, or whether this is ah, his, his interpretation of what's going on. Yeah, it was interesting and, and, and weird and funny and disturbing. Hmm. The Vanishing is one where I have never seen that. Never I, seen I almost, I almost rented it just so that I could see it for this. Right, but. You know, I already had two other movies. It's kind of a hard had. watch. I'm yeah, a little glad true. you didn't do it just for that reason. Yeah. But I really liked it. And, you know, it, again, it's one where I would say that the story itself may not be a romance, but that, that romantic love is absolutely driving the plot. Yeah. The plot. Because yeah. this guy's, you know, girlfriend disappears towards the very beginning of it, and the rest of it is, you know, how far he's willing to go to try to get her back. Uh, and the last one I'm, I'm going to mention is one that you showed me, and that's Sightseers. Oh! <gasps> That is the, how do I not have that on my list expression? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the, the world's goriest coming of age movie. It's so good. She really does come into she her does. own. She absolutely I still, does. And I, I actually just re-listened to our, our last podcast where I was like, I'm going to start where, yes, I've, I've come into my monstrous powers and I'm going to lay yeah. waste to everything in front of me and feel completely unapologetic about it. That was That movie was really... It flipped that switch. It yeah. flipped that switch in my brain of, you know, it's kind of like when I talk about Daredevil, mm-hmm. where, like, 
I'm sorry. His portrayal of Kingpin. I don't know if you heard that noise. But it's the sound of my panties hitting the floor. And I had to realize that I'm like, it is perfectly acceptable to to have a problematic, you know, interest yeah. in a fictional character yeah. that you're not actually yeah. going to pursue. And, and that's why there's a lot of these stories and a lot of the books I'm reading and a lot of the movies that I'm loving where, like, the woman is like, Show me my dark path. Yes, I will take that and lay waste to everything in front of me. Yeah. And there's a little part of me that oh, I'm not going to go out there and lay waste to everything in front of me as much as I would like to at some point sometimes. Because sometimes that certainly I, crosses your mind. It <laughs> certainly crosses my mind, and I think that there is a I I I am enjoying exploring that in a story format because yeah because I've had some angry yeah <laughs> and so I kind of like to. Mm-hmm. Burn it all down mm-hmm. sometimes, and it's it's fun to explore well, that. That's a big part of the reason why I I didn't list this one because even though I've seen it on some people's lists as, as a horror movie, mm-hmm. to me it's not at all. Yeah, and, and that's Natural Born Killers. God, which me. yeah, it, it's a bothersome movie, but the love story at the heart of it between these two just fucking monsters, monsters yeah. who are. Absolutely happy to burn down the world around them and are are, are committed to staying together is you know yeah again that, that's yeah. something I'm absolutely problematically drawn to. I, I, I've often joked that if I were to, to place a personal ad, the, the headline of it would be Mickey seeks Mallory. Uh, <laughs> in the vein of healthy romances and um, do we know any? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Stories, I mean. Oh, you know? stories. Well, now I stop to think. Anyway, moving on. The Adams Family. Oh, yeah. Duh. And and I grew up every once in a while seeing old black and white Adams Family. Sure. And like two years ago for my birthday, um, my little sister bought me the Adams Family original television series, and I showed it to Tecla, and she loved it. And, so, and in rewatching it... I'm glad you don't have to disown her. <laughs> we are Adams. Yes. <laughs> there, there would have had been words, <laughs> and probably some kind of programming or something. Um, I'm picturing a tiny little chair that's basically the equivalent of one. Yeah, you know, in, in, in um, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway. they are the healthiest family. They, they, really they are. support yeah. everybody's interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they have obviously been married quite a while, they are still, and even in the old black and white show obviously still sexually interested in each yeah. other and and that's healthy and they both have their own interests and they support things doing things independently of each other and they have a extended family mm-hmm. that is also really healthy and wonderful yeah um no i it's funny because i i was <laughs> laughingly okay so this is so stupid um and and kind of goobery of me um <laughs> i was trying to search for for Things I could refer to Jim as on here instead of the, his shiny husband oh, yes. off okay. boyfriend Jim, <laughs> um, and I call Takla Bubala all the time, and which oh, basically, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I can't remember if it's Hebrew or Yiddish, but it kind of means sweetie, and I call Takla Bubala all the time. And I was like, <laughs> my Bubala Jim, but no, and Bubala is still Takla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's my Bubala, but um, but no, and I was like looking up other things with the Adams family. I'm like, they are the healthiest. They are the gold standard, absolutely, for the most perfect family, and and, and, and I love that. That's on the internet, basically a universally acknowledged truth. Yeah. You know, you, you see a lot of reference to that on, on Tumblr. Yep. So. Oh, that reminds me, we're bringing this kind of background full circle. 
that's one thing that, that, that really throws me every time I see it, is, is fan art of the Bride of Frankenstein that shows the two of them as this Happily happy together. couple. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, did, no. did you did you see no, the they movie? Did, they did not. Maybe they did. you should you should try that because <laughs> no. this is this is not the thing. No, no, no. I've seen the thing, and it is not this. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the thing. Uh, yeah, and also not bad. <laughs> Still more of a romance. <laughs> <laughs> romance than Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, I think See, that, look uh, at us. Look at us two weeks later. Actually podcasting, and, and, and we're going to do it again in two weeks. Yes, and, it's, it's and, and we amazing. haven't thought of a theme or anything. No, but, like, well, I, <laughs> look, this morning I'm, you know, texting you saying, did we decide for sure on the theme for tonight's <laughs> podcast? I'm yes. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and you're like, I thought we locked that down. I'm like, I'm sure we did. It's just, I don't, yeah. you know, remember. Stop the thing. Yeah. I, I, I remember, like, the last two things that we had talked about, but I, I could not remember which side of the coin that had come down. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. So, see you guys again in two weeks. Bye.